I mean, the first fear at the beginning, uh, if I'm being honest, it was for their health. Like when you first hear a global pandemic is sweeping. I mean, it was funny because me and my wife had just watched that movie Contagion probably a month before, I don't know, would have been last October, November, or October, November of 2019, right? Kind of right before this all of a sudden gets announced in North America. Yeah, a America. month before, kind of fishy, isn't it, Netflix? <laughs> that means I'm moving, I made a few mistakes, but I'm improving, I'm human, but I've been making daily resolutions, I got to. You might do it different, but I'm not you. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. Zach, what's going on, my man? Not much, man. Yourself. Thanks for having me again. Dude, thanks for being here. This is wicked. I'm actually, I thought I'd change things up today and just chill on my couch. So I like kind of moved over here. I'm just chilling out tonight. Hey, whatever gets you more relaxed, man. I know this is later than you probably normally record at. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, like, uh, usually I record in the mornings or afternoons. Right now, for us, it's like 8 p.m. right now. And I'm, <laughs> I thought I'd be pretty tired and tuckered out, but I'm feeling pretty good. I'm also drinking coffee at 8 o'clock at night, so there's that. Well, I appreciate it. I got four kids and, you know, with, with things finally starting to open up a little bit, baseball's back on the go. And yeah, between baseball, guitar, whatever else, like it's, yeah, it's uh, time is a bit of a premium, but I, I appreciate you modifying your schedule a little bit for me. No, dude, it's all good. It's all good. I, uh, I've been up late recently anyways, so it's kind of, it's all right for me, but yeah, dude. So yeah, welcome for anybody that hasn't listened to this before. Welcome to Hey Mark, the podcast where I kind of get to chat about uh, just kind of the struggles that we go through, adversities in our lives, or just kind of different perspectives on situations so that everyone can kind of not really feel alone with what they're going through. Sometimes we just like to have little chats. Zach is a regular here. So like I said, if you're brand new to this kind of stuff, that's what you can kind of expect to hear. If you've been following along for a while, thank you for the support. Zach also actually has a podcast as well called The Plaid Jacket Philosopher, which I've been on a couple times as well. Thank you for having me on your show. But uh, Zach, for people that don't know you, why don't you kind of give yourself a little intro, tell people like kind of what you're all about and where they can find you, man. Yeah, anytime, man. I know I know you'll be coming back on mine pretty soon. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that chat again. I Yeah, my name's Zach. I'm an electrician. That's kind of how me and Mark met, was on a job site. And he ended up finally kicking my ass into gear to actually start a podcast of my own, which I'm super appreciative of. Uh, again, that's called The Plaid Jacket Philosopher. It's on any of the big uh, the big podcast networks. It's I don't have a video component of it, as you can tell, kind of my background. It's not set up for video, but, <laughs> you know, whatever. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, I uh, yeah, thanks for having me on again. And I'm, I'm looking forward to another chat. There we go. I muted myself, but yeah, dude, thank you for being here. And I'm going to just say this right now, dude, you don't really need, really need to have like a background for a video component. I'm literally just chilling on my couch right now, dude. Like yeah. that's a perfect background for you, man. But, um, <laughs> perfect. dude, so I want to say this, I didn't message you yet. Cause I just listened to your recent episode this morning about, yep. uh, with, uh, with Kyle about like the vaccinations and dude, so this is what I was going to say. I've noticed that, and you kind of mentioned it and referred to it in this episode, but I've noticed, dude, you're talking about like so many different, like kind of like, I wouldn't consider them controversial, but I feel like other people kind of consider these topics controversial. Like you've had like, I'm going to say this as well, actually, you've had some wicked guests recently, like with like uh, Kyle and uh, Spencer was the flat earth dude. And then... <laughs> And then David, who was actually a really cool episode as well, talking about like kind of individual responsibilities. I yeah. really like that. And I feel like that kind of 
even that can ruffle some feathers. So like, what kind of like got you like, you're like into this like mood, I guess, where you're like, you know, let's just chat or did these kind of just like come out of the blue? Uh, well, the flat earth one for sure. <laughs> that was, uh, that kind of, uh, yeah, blindsided me. I, that one, I just got reached out to, to talk about it. I mean, I'll, I'll be pretty upfront and honest. I, I don't believe in flat earth and, but, but it was a really good discussion because I mean, I, I didn't realize that it was as big as it was, you know, I kind of thought it was just this internet meme that was going around and it turned into a two hour plus conversation that I, I really wasn't prepared for I don't think but I but I I enjoyed it you know it um it, it was a weird conversation I again I'm not gonna lie but it was it was interesting like I, I kind of just viewed it as a bit of a mental experiment trying to a bit of a mental workout trying to kind of wrap my brain around something else and as far as the other episodes go I mean uh, I don't know I mean everything just feels so crazy nowadays like um you know, the topics are all around us. I, I think that the best way to go about any of that stuff is to kind of have open conversations regarding it. I mean, regardless of what your opinion is on it, um, everybody's talking about it kind of behind closed doors. So why not just have the conversation in the open? And that's, that's kind of my mentality with a lot of it. I mean, even going back a few weeks to that episode on cancel culture, that was also with Kyle, but it's uh, just the idea of free speech and actually having these conversations in the open. I think that's the only way you can really hash out any ideas and you've got to kind of keep it civil and you've got to be able to hear differing viewpoints. So that's kind of what's driven me down this lane a little bit, I guess. I, I'm going to try to get back to kind of basics, do a few more solo episodes again here soon, but it's been interesting. I, I don't know. It's it, Again, it's just stuff that you know you hear on job sites, you hear people talk about. It's not like it's you know, it, it's on the forefront of everybody's mind. You might as well talk about it. I think people enjoy hearing about it. And yeah, that, that's really all I have to say on it. it. It's kind of just fallen into my lap and kind of evolved as it's gone on. Like, I mean, even what we were talking about before, just starting a podcast, you, you may have an idea of the lane that it's going down, but then, I mean, things change, right? Or it's just taking that first step and you don't really know where that journey is going to go but the idea and the hardest part is just taking that first step and then just kind of going along for the ride yeah dude i love that and i i like like a lot of the things that you've been talking about recently and especially even just that response in general is like literally so in line with uh like kind of my mindset with podcasting as well like that's that's kind of what i say in every single introduction is like i just want to have these conversations that people are kind of maybe like uncomfortable having because like the more we hear them, the more we normalize it. Like it's the same thing with like anything else. The more you see something, the more you hear something, the more normal it is. And then it's like, well, then we can actually openly discuss these conversations in, in public. And then you don't feel like you're being attacked or you don't feel like you're shame, shamed in public. Like it's like, oh, we can just openly have these discussions. And if we disagree, then the worst that can happen is we disagree. Like, you know, like that's just where it lies. I completely agree. And I mean, I think... Uh, like my opinion is that if you want to, you know, even if you don't agree with something like, again, like flat earth is a pretty prime example for me. I mean, it's not something that I, I agree with or that I kind of, um, my opinion was really swayed that much, but I guess I didn't, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like if you want to formulate an argument over against something that you don't necessarily agree with, it's important to kind of listen to the other perspective. Um, at least, it just kind of it broadens your well it broadens your perspective and it it actually 
what I've found is it actually strengthens your argument because if you if you are speaking to somebody who has a different belief than you, at least you can hear them out. You can kind of hear where they're coming from. And then again, if you don't agree with it, you can actually sharpen your argument a lot of the time by hearing hearing it kind of repeated back to you and when you can kind of go back and forth with it. So that's what that's what my mindset is going into a lot of them. And I I just like talking. Like I think I <laughs> it's kind of one of the ideas with the the origins of the podcast was because I used to work out of town. I mean, we've we've had other conversations. So if people have already heard this, sorry, you're going to hear it again. But I used to work out of town. And by the the second to third week of a three week rotation, you know, everybody's getting pretty lonely, you're really leaning on each other for your support networks, and you get into some pretty deep conversations, stuff that you would never, you don't get into on the day to day, because you know, you can go home, go home, sorry, recharge the batteries, kind of chill out with Netflix, whatever, kind of rest your mind a little bit. But when you're out there and you've you've got nothing else to do, you just you get into these deep conversations, and it's something that I really wanted to try to spark up again. And the podcast now has kind of evolved into that, which is ideally what I I wanted to do with it. And yeah, I I couldn't be happier with it. It's it's just been a blast. Yeah, that's wicked. And I get I would assume like as well like working out of town when you're like working like three weeks, like out of out of yeah out of town. <laughs> I guess that didn't really need like repeating, but when you, yeah, when you're three weeks out of town, you're kind of like a little bit like socially isolated. You're with guys that you kind of like just met. Like I would assume like kind of like stress builds up. And when you get to like the second, you know, third week, then it's like, you kind of got to like release a little bit of the pressure off. And like, that's when you're like starting to open up to you know, guys that you just met about things that you're like, yeah, this is something really bugging me inside, man. And I haven't vocalized this before. Is that kind of oh. like what is some like does that summarize it a bit? Oh, exactly. Because yeah, like and you're right about that blow-off valve, because that can happen in a number of ways, obviously. When you've got a lot of guys going to work and you got a lot of frustrations going on. I mean, <clears throat> the biggest part, and it's it's something that isn't well, it is talked about up there, but again, it takes till that second to third week when people really start to kind of break out of their shell and and talk about that stuff. But is the stuff that's going on at home because you have no control over it when you're out of town. So that's what really starts to eat at you. And it'll come out in different ways. I mean, some guys get in fights, you know, get, get in arguments, whatever it may be. Um, but I just found the most productive and constructive way to deal with it was actually talking about it. And once you start to open up, I mean, it's amazing people around you start opening up too. And like, <clears throat> I remember, I mean, I've, told my wife this many times but and most of my career out of town was before I met my wife but I did go back out to work for probably a year uh, after meeting her but when you're out of town I mean those guys are like your brothers like you develop such a strong bond to them because you're spending three weeks straight with them you know you're you're sleeping in the same bunk houses in some cases in the same room if you've got you know two beds to a room you're hanging out 24 hours a day for 21 days straight, you're going to get to know each other really well, and you're going to lean on each other. And that was, that was really what happened. And it was kind of cool, because you, you're right, like you said, when those stressors start to build up, I found the best way to deal with it was to actually talk about it. And you would, uh, you'd get into some pretty cool conversations that you you would never expect. And that was kind of, again, the idea with this podcast is to just try to try to open those up again. And and show that there's a lot more to kind of blue collar trades people than you might expect. You know, it's, I've said it on my podcast, but it's not just, you know, ass cracks hanging out above pants and grunts and groans. Like there's a lot more thought and a lot more pride taken in the work. And uh, 
yeah, it's, it's just trying to open up that aspect and to show people that. A hundred percent, man. I, I really like that. That's kind of like part of your mission as well. Cause obviously I work in the trade. So I do like that kind of, uh, I would almost say like, uh, like you're almost romanticizing it, but in a, in a good way, like, it's kind of like, look like these, these are the benefits to it because all the things you speak about are true. You know, like it adds to your self-confidence. It adds to your self-value. You're able to see your impact in the community. Like, I, I don't think that there's anything cooler. Like I, I got to do a job recently where we installed like kind of like grab bars in a shower for one of our clients who's got like hip and knee mobility issues. And she's like, this is perfect. Like, I actually feel comfortable showering by myself. Like, just to actually do that for somebody, it's like, dude, that feels good when you go home. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, but you're right. What you said is you can actually see kind of the the whole process of starting and completing a project. And you can, it, that sense of gratitude is pretty amazing. I mean, from that job, it sounds like you got you got that sense of gratitude right away. For me, it's a lot of the time, you know, being an electrician, it's when you go into a house and they've had some power failure that they've been dealing with for a few days or something, you know, maybe they're juggling around circuits, trying to make things work. In the meantime, they're trying to juggle, keeping the fridge and the freezer on. That's always people's most important priorities. And then, uh, yeah, when you get it figured out, I mean, a lot of the times it's from my end, it's really simple, but from everybody else to an untrained eye, it's like this, this is the end of the world. How are we going to do this? We have to rewire the whole house. When in reality, it's a, you know, it's a two hour service call, we can get it done pretty quick. But the, uh, the gratitude that you see is, is pretty amazing. And you're right about kind of romanticizing it a little bit. But it's something that I really feel passionate about. I mean, if you, I, I'm sure you're familiar with Mike Rowe, uh, you know, of like dirty jobs, fame and stuff. Yeah. But he's, uh, you know, he's incredible. He was a lot of the inspiration for it originally. I remember watching that show as a kid, and as a, an apprentice when I was getting into the trades, and just uh, realizing, yeah, how much gratitude and how much uh, meaning you can find out of working with your hands and really building something and uh, and and completing a job. Yeah, and, and I want to say this as well. Like maybe romanticizing isn't the best word, but I kind of like. I'm gonna st I'm gonna double down on it right now because I think it's yep. good actually because you know you see so many people on like social media or so many people like kind of you know. Yeah, romanticizing like that. Oh, become an entrepreneur, become like a, a social media affiliate, like whatever people do to get fucking paid online, whatever they do, right? Yeah. And then and then people pursue those goals. Like, you know, they see it. They're like, oh, this guy's got a fucking Lambo because he has some ads on Facebook. Maybe I can do that. And then people are like distraught because they're like, why the fuck isn't this working for me? But then I think that it's good to actually romanticize careers where it's like, dude, you can make good money doing this and you're going to feel good about what you do every day. If you actually take pride in what you do and try, like, I think it's, I think it's a good thing to romanticize something that's actually like a solid career. Oh, I think so too. And I mean, apart from, you know, obviously the, the money-making capabilities of it, because trust me, it's uh it can be a lucrative career. I mean, I think that's not looked at enough, but it's also just the idea. I mean, we've talked about it in a, in a past conversation is just gaining that level of confidence. Like you can kind of like around the house, you know, you can take care of a lot of different stuff, uh, just different trades, even that you pick up on the job, you're working with other trades, plumbers, carpenters, whatever. And you can kind of pick up a lot of those skills and put them to use in your own house. It feels like an accomplishment when it's, you know, it may be a relatively small job, but you know, to, to anybody who's not working with their hands on a general or a, a constant basis, it, it seems like an insurmountable task. But, uh, and another thing, as far as the money goes, I mean, 
yeah, it, it's funny. Everybody's always chasing that 15 minutes of fame, right? Or, or that whatever, that, that rocket ship to stardom. But I mean, Micro actually does a really good job of that too. If you follow him on uh, social media, he'll, he'll highlight a tradesperson who's making six figures and they're in like their low 20s, but somebody who just got started in it right away. And, you know, all you have to do, welders, obviously pretty famous. If you can run a truck, you're making good money, right? And, uh, but it's something that's, that's not mentioned enough, uh, that this is a real viable career. It's not just a job, it's a career. You can, you can, you know, raise a family, buy a house. Um, I mean, not in some areas of the lower mainland, because let's face it, it is crazy here, but that's why I moved a little bit farther out. And it's, um, yeah, it's a viable career. It's, it's enjoyable, it's rewarding. And that's one of the things that I like to try to highlight in my podcast too. And I mean, it's something that we really vibe on together is just talking on the job and then through these podcasts, but it's, um, yeah, it's something that I think should be highlighted a little bit more and maybe, maybe romanticized is the right term because I think that there is a lot of stuff behind, you know, behind the scenes that you may not think of when it comes to blue collar work. Yeah. And I, I like, obviously like a lot of times, cause my focus, like especially recently has been kind of, well, it's always been mental health, but kind of diving more into like, kind of like philosophy and, and psychology. I've always like kind of looked at the aspects of like, okay, look, like, you know, working in the trades teaches you how to ask questions properly, how to, you know, check your ego at the door and understand like, dude, if you don't know how to do something, ask someone that's better than you, that's got more experience. You know, it teaches you so many different lessons. Like we've discussed, like kind of not to beat a dead horse, but you know, building your confidence, building your self-value, building kind of like almost you're like improving your community, right? Which is kind of the first step to improving the world. It's like fulfilling your role in society almost. But aside from all that, dude, you just kind of helped me realize this. Like anyone that I know that's purchased a home in Vancouver that's in their 20s or like early 30s, which I mean, I'm not saying that everyone has to do that. I'm 25 and I'm renting this apartment. But I'm just right. saying like any of my buddies that I know that have purchased property work in the trades. Like they're yeah. all plumbers, mechanics, electricians, like yourself. Like I don't really know anybody else that's like kind of working in other industries. Obviously there's, you know, here and there, there's other guys, but most of my buddies that I know that are young and they're making big moves like that in their life or things that people are aspiring to do. It's like, these guys are all tradesmen that are just kind of like buckling down nose to the grindstone and they're just working away at their craft. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's not, there's not a lot of glitz and glam to that. Right. Which I, I think that, you know, that, that kind of equates to why that flies under the radar so much. And, you know, that's fine. I I'm not complaining. Look like, and I mean, this is to anybody who's thinking about getting into trades or whatever, it is an aging workforce. And so all that that looks like to me is it's a money printer because, you know, as this workforce ages out in front of me, that's, and there's not enough people filling the boots, honestly, that are left behind. And so, I mean, it's going to be more work, more money for me, which I'm not, uh, I'm not upset about, but I also, I also would like, you know, a hand here and there. So it's, it, it is kind of nice to try to draw people into the trades and just to remind people that it is a viable, um, it's a viable career. And on top of that, like, yeah, and as far as what you're talking about with even being drawn to philosophy and stuff like that's obviously part of the, my podcast title, but it's something that I love too. And, you know, working with your hands, you can often throw a podcast or an audio book in and you can, 
you can kind of learn a lot on the job, which I really enjoy. And that's the kind of stuff that I'm drawn to as well is just philosophy, psychology, and learning as much about it as I can. I mean, it's, you know, I'm a, I'm a blue collar worker by trade and by, um, by education, but at the same time, like that's my passion. That's what I really like to learn about and to talk about with people. And, uh, yeah, so it's just been, it's been a good opportunity. It's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. Yeah. I remember you saying, actually, you were mentioning that you and I obviously have talked about it before, but you were saying, I think it was your interview with David. He's a carpenter, I think, right? He's a carpenter as well, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Low third or like early thirties with four kids as well. Just like, yeah. So it's kind of, yeah, we had a lot in common. Yeah, I heard. I remember hearing him say like he was kind of similar, like in the sense that he's like listening to podcasts and audiobooks during his shifts and everything. Like you kind of get in those days where you're like on autopilot. You guys were talking about, and you just like headphones in and just kind of listen to a podcast and audiobook. Like I, I, right now, I'm kind of bouncing between two projects that were just kind of like wrapping up. We're doing like a lot of finish work, so mm-hmm. for me, that's like a lot of like baseboard painting you know, doing like little touch-ups, drywall touch-ups, like a lot of like kind of just boring little monotonous things where it's just like, man, this day feels so long. And that's where like, I have the opportunity. I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta flip through the podcasts I listen to now and try and find a new episode because like you flip, you burn through like an hour and a half in no time. when You're just like sitting there listening to something, just doing something monotonous. Like I, what did he say that? I think David had this cool quote. He said like, what, when my hands are busy, my mind can, can, I can't, what did he say? Do you remember what I'm talking about? I can't remember it verbatim, but I know what, <clears throat> I know what you're talking about. And it was kind of something they would, we had echoed at the beginning of that episode, but it was just talking about how, you know, you can kind of be, when you do get in that, that zone, if you're doing a job that's monotonous or something that is fairly repetitive, that you've done enough, that it's just kind of muscle memory at that point. Um, yeah. Your hands can keep working, but your, your mind is kind of, is, is kind of, doing the heavy lifting at that point, like you're, you're really able to sink your teeth into a book, into a podcast, whatever it is. And uh, yeah, it's something that, that I really think a lot more people should take advantage because it's a, it's a good, it's a good way to just kind of expand your horizon, uh, even learn a thing or two, or at least, at least shift up your perspectives a little bit, but it's, um, it, it's probably my favorite part about doing those jobs because before I used to hate the ones that were a little bit monotonous, repetitive. It, it's tough to kind of, get into a groove but now um you know I, I love having at least one of those days a week where i can kind of catch up on podcasts and try to crush a book throughout the day yeah it's ha- it's happening more and more now for me as well because uh like my foreman he just had surgery i don't know if you knew he had knee surgery oh, so I didn't know that. yeah so he's been out for a couple weeks now and um obviously because of like what's going on right now with like lockdowns is a bunch of people that are kind of like not wanting us in their houses or not wanting a lot of trades people in their houses. So it's usually just like, kind of like one of us going in and like, I know you're the exact same, like half the time when you do service calls, it's just like, you're going in solo and you kind of like, you're either sitting there talking to the homeowner and they're watching you work, which is kind of annoying, or you're just sitting there in silence by yourself. So it's like, Dude, sometimes it's nice. And it, and it also does kind of stop them from talking to you. If you just have headphones in and you just like in your own zone, you're like, yeah, I just really got to focus today. <laughs> you just like tune out. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I mean, <clears throat> lately, for whatever reason, we've been doing a lot of service upgrades and panel changes. A lot of that has to do with uh, kind of the electric car movement. So a lot of people are putting chargers in. They need a new panel, need an up. up it's up code now, service. isn't it? Don't, don't you need to have an electric car charger? 
Yeah, on, on new construction in Vancouver, you need to, yeah, you need to supply wiring for an electric car charger. You don't have to install the charger itself, but you have to at least have wiring to it for a, for a level two charger. Um, but yeah, a lot of people are just adding them in, like retrofitting to an older house. And so it requires a, a fair number of electrical upgrades, but we've been doing a ton of those recently. And uh, yeah, but those jobs are kind of solo. If you're doing a panel change, it's one guy, eight hours, you're kind of you got to keep moving pretty quick because it, it is a bit of a time crunch to get them re-energized by the end of the day. But at the same time, those are the best days to start crushing podcasts or audiobooks because, you know, people can't really um, talk to you. And it's pretty obvious, like, you, you know, that your workload is pretty heavy for that day. But it's at the same time, you can, uh, you can really just kind of, you know, work with your hands, go on autopilot, you know, you've done it enough. And then, uh, yeah, it, it, those, and I've been doing so many of those lately. That's kind of where I've been starting to catch up on some of my air quote reading because I'm listening to it and then uh, catching up on some podcasts as well. Yeah, that's it. I, I, I've been kind of slacking on the audiobooks. I've been more on podcasts for sure. Like, yeah. dude, um, yeah, man. I've been actually, every single week, I'm, I'm like excited for your podcast now because I'm like, oh, <laughs> dude, he's got some controversial shit covered up. I do that. Like, seriously, keep it covered. I like it. Your guests have been like really solid, man. That Kyle guy is so funny, dude. Oh, he's hilarious. Well, he used to be in the, the comedy scene, right? In, uh, in Minnesota and you know, he's still from Minnesota, but I, I met him through like, it's funny, a, a hockey trash talk group <laughs> online because I'm an avid hockey fan. So is he obviously. And we were just, uh, I don't know, you start throwing jabs at each other and before you, before you realize it, all of a sudden it's like, Oh, this guy's pretty cool. Like we've been ripping on each other for two weeks and you know, we're still here like exchanging blows. So let's start talking. And, and uh, yeah, it, it turned, it turned out it was awesome. I mean, he loves coming on. I love having him on and it's something that, uh, yeah, I don't know. We've got a, another couple of episodes in the kind of planning that we're, we're wanting to talk about, but he's kind of the same way. He just likes to, likes to mix it up, likes to talk about whatever's going on. And uh, again, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable in that environment. I, I enjoy it. I just like talking. I, 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 you know, we all have, again, we all have these conversations in private. You might as well have them in the open and um, yeah, either strengthen your argument against it, or, you know, maybe it'll strengthen your, your opinion in favor of it. But at the same time, you know, whatever it's uh, you can always change the channel too. <laughs> if you don't like the topic, if you're offended um, you can always change it. I, I think that's, I think that's really important sometimes to remind people nowadays because, you know, um, taking offense to something, it's kind of a, you know, it's a bit of a trigger word. Uh, well, triggered is a trigger word. And the idea of that, like, you know, if you, if you don't like it, change the channel. I, I, you know, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to offend anybody, but at the same time, I think, I think those are the type of conversations we need to have and they're, they're enjoyable to have. Yeah, it's kind of funny, man. Dude, that Kyle guy needs his own podcast for starters. But do you know? Do you know how many times I've told him that? And he's actually he's actually in the middle of, of starting to to make his own. I've told him that 15, 20 times now, and he's gonna he is gonna do one. But uh, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, dude, that guy's funny, man. But um, dude, no, I completely agree. I I, I kind of like that. Uh, that's kind of where his head's at. That's where my head's at as well. Like, I kind of don't mind those conversations. I'm pretty comfortable with it, but. I, I kind of, I don't know, like, have you, cause you just had that, that vaccine one, it just released yesterday, right? Yesterday morning. So like, have you had like kind of blowback from that? Have you had people message you? Cause I know like, obviously with the flat earth one, people were like, yo, what the fuck are you even doing entertaining this? There, there was like probably some blowback on that. I, I feel like the cancel culture one wasn't that bad, 
Like, I didn't think it was offensive at all, but I don't know. Like, do you get blowback for this kind of stuff? Because that's kind of like the biggest fear from people, right? Like, th that's why they don't say these things or, or talk about these things because they're like, oh, fuck, all my friends on Instagram are going to judge me. If, I, if they think that I have this opinion, they're going to think I have all these other opinions. Like, have you had blowback? Yeah, I yeah, the two episodes that you mentioned, um, the flat earth, and then the I think it was called cancel this episode, but the one about cancel culture, those ones definitely got the most blowback. Um, after the cancel this episode, I think that was number 32. Um, me and Kyle were kind of laughing about it, actually, because I think it cut about 15 to 20% of my downloads for the next week. <laughs> like, you know, it, it's funny, because I, I didn't really know what to expect going into that one. Honestly, that was kind of the first um, slightly controversial i mean i agree with you that i don't i didn't think it was a very controversial discussion but it obviously it obviously ticked a couple people off but at the same time i mean i think those are important and if you're gonna if you're gonna cut people kind of out of your listenership it's best to do it when it's early and it's small let people kind of know what they're in for <laughs> like you know what i mean i mean it, it that that kind of blowback is going to be received the smallest but um, I don't know. I, to be honest, uh, you know, I, I'm sure you're familiar with this test. It's called, uh, understand myself or understand yourself.com, but it's, um, it's a personality test over the big five traits. But anyway, one of the most interesting takeaways that I had from it was that, uh, as far as trait neuroticism, I'm in the third percentile. So out of a hundred people, there's only going to be two people who are less neurotic than I am. So uh, that, I think that lends itself fairly well to podcasting because it's just I'm not I'm not so concerned with how people take it I mean I, I don't again I don't want to offend people but but I'm not going to be offended if somebody says I don't like that that that's you know I I know that there's people out there it's same with your podcast there's people who are going to agree with you and there's people who are not going to agree with you and I think it's really important to to keep in mind that you can change the channel you can listen to a different podcast you can shut it off um, but there are people out there who, you know, you'll cultivate an audience. There's people who, who kind of appreciate the voice that you're putting out there or the, the topics you're discussing about. And so I think it's important to just kind of be true to yourself. And, you know, otherwise, I, I can't imagine doing a podcast where I wasn't, where I wasn't invested and interested in a topic, because I, I've heard, I've listened to other podcasts where you can tell that the host is kind of putting on an act and it's it's tough to listen to because you don't even get that sense of excitement or interest out of the host and i for me personally i i can't expect anybody to be interested or invested in what i'm talking about if i'm not so as long as i'm interested in it and i'm invested in it that does seem to in the long run be be playing out better like i said cut 15 to 20 percent but then over the next few weeks after that 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 number kind of filled itself back up and then started to grow again. And again, the flat earth one. Yeah. People said I shouldn't have them on before I even had them on. And then after they said, this was the worst episode I've ever heard. I couldn't even finish it. And I said, Oh, sorry. Like, you know, Dude, I, I, I listened don't... to the whole thing. It was hilarious. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. There's, there's a few people who expressed that they did, but I, I, uh, you know, I, I even said it in that episode, it's not, it's not um, an exercise that I intend on repeating because we just kept going around in circles, but at the same time, I was interested, I was invested. And that one actually is, to this point, my highest downloaded episode. And it's, it's gotten the most feedback. Um, not as much hate as the cancel culture one, but it's, it's definitely gotten a lot of feedback. And I'm, I'm appreciative of it. It helps me kind of direct the show and just know, 
it's good because it's kind of like realizing that you know whatever you want to talk about if your audience wants to hear you talk about you know like you'll I had the the most amazing bit of feedback I don't know it's probably two months ago now but I had said something in one of the episodes um in one of the solos like something along the lines of like I'm trying to alternate uh, a guest episode then a solo episode then a guest episode that's kind of the, the way that I try to uh try to do my podcast and I said because I imagine that you guys don't want to hear me talk and then I had one of um I guess one of the guys who listens reached out and said man like what are you talking about like we listen to the podcast because it's you talking like you don't have to beat yourself over the head with it every week and that was like eye-opening to me because you know I'm I'm an electrician you know like you you probably feel the same way like I'm I'm just doing this for fun and then to hear that people actually appreciate what you're saying and the kind of the message that you're putting out there is it's amazing to hear like I I, I don't know that's that's probably been one of the biggest takeaways of the podcast and the other one is just you know, if I say something, then I better be accountable to it. So it's been a really good tool as far as keeping myself accountable, because anything that I talk about, I, I sure as hell better be following that same advice in my own life. And uh, yeah, like I, I've, I've said it a number of times, I'm, I'm pretty sure I get more out of the podcast than anybody who listens to it, because it's just, I'm using it to try to sharpen myself. And it's been, it's been really enjoyable that way. And I've, I've really noticed massive growth that way in my own life. I don't know. Have, have you felt that way with your podcast? Like I imagine you'd have to, because, you know, you, we talk, we have a lot of the same mentalities we have, you know um, yeah, it's just, it's interesting because I, I imagine that it probably does the same thing for you. Yeah. It's like my experience with this podcast has been really, really wicked to be hundred percent honest. Like it's, it's definitely a lot of work, especially having like kind of the video component and trying to like edit all the clips, put them on social media like while I'm obviously working full time as well. So it's like kind of like a, you know, you're like on your lunch break at work and you're trying to put, make these posts and you're like, come on, man, come on, man. I'm sure you're kind of the exact same actually. Cause you got to edit your clips as well. But yeah, I think that like kind of the, the biggest like takeaways or the biggest things that I get out of it are like, I, I liked in the very beginning, it was kind of cool to just kind of have my own little conversations and my own little chats when I first, like before it was even a podcast when it was just YouTube videos. And, um, you know, I kind of like just being able to like ramble on and, and, and say whatever I was thinking. And then I'd have people kind of reach out and be like, dude, I've experienced the exact same thing. Or like, dude, I I'm going through this right now as well. And you get, it's like so weird, the connections you get, man, like from random people you've never met or people that you met and you haven't talked to in like five years. And then like kind of going more into like interviews once I was like, okay, let's make this a podcast. Like I actually do like these conversations that are sparking up. Like, I wonder if we could just like do like a long interview form. And then that's where it kind of got to. And, and that's sick as well, because you and I are kind of similar in the sense that it's like, dude, if I can just sit down and chat with someone for an hour at the end of my day, like, dude, that helps me kind of unwind, like organize my own thoughts. Like it's kind of like a nice way to, especially with like all the lockdowns that have been happening. Like this is like prime time socializing to be a hundred percent honest. Well, that's what I was going to say is especially through these lockdowns and COVID like this is, it's been a, a lifesaver. Like it's just, you know, it, it's getting a little bit of socialization back because I mean, I know I'm sure you feel the same way, but it's really easy to kind of, I don't know, troll or lip people off when you're typing back and forth in comments. Like it's just, everything feels so disconnected, but 
you know, having, even though these conversations, I mean, we're, I don't know, probably a hundred kilometers away from each other right now, but you can have these conversations kind of air quote face to face through the computer, but it's nice. It's just, it's just a different social aspect. And I think that's, you know, that's one of the things that I like about listening to podcasts is you're kind of like a fly on the wall in a conversation. So you kind of, you know, grab your popcorn and just sit there and listen to two people talk. It's, it's interesting. It almost, it almost feels like a little bit of socialization, just listening to it. So that's, uh, yeah, that's why I've kind of doubled down on on podcasting, specifically um, conversational ones, because it's just it, it feels like socialization again, you know? Yeah, 100 percent. I'd say as well, like, I don't know, like if you have like, well, I guess, yeah, you have people like reaching out to you, like asking you questions here and there. Like one of the things that I just started incorporating was like a, like the segment where like people can just send in like a clip asking me a question, you know, in terms of like mental health or just really anything. And I've just been like. I'm like, Hey, I'll just answer anything at this point. Like, cause it's fun for me. And the, the best part about that is like, every time I get asked a question, I'm like, okay, like I actually have to think of a, an actual response here that would help or benefit like a general public, not just people suffering from like depression or anxiety. So it, it helps me kind of shape my opinions better because I'm like, okay, I actually have to like think about what I'm about to say now. Like, this is someone asking me a question. I have to like, think about it. It's not just like an interview style. It's like, you know, this is something that I think of it as like, it's almost like I'm making a book. Like, it's like, that's like going to be the chapter on, you know, it's like, oh, this is my chapter on waking up early, or this is my chapter on like, you know, how to just like open up to a counselor, whatever it is. But yeah, I'd say those are like kind of my biggest takeaways. That's a great way to look at it. But I I have to know, did you ever, did you ever hear back from the guy who got his uh, dick stuck in the couch spring? Because uh, I want to hear the feedback to that story. Uh, and I'm, I want to know how long that uh, how long that chapter is going to be in your book, because that one to anybody who's listened to your podcast for a while, that one that cracked me up. I mean, it was obviously a troll, but I want to know, have you heard back from that guy at all? So I um, oh man, I really uh, I don't know how much of this story I should share, but oh, you I, don't I, have to that. No, 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 I don't care. I, I think it's funny. <laughs> I do. The reason I did that was because it's funny. And, and it I was like, I don't care. What basically what happened was it was like, um a friend of mine sent me the video and then they were kind of like, like not like trying to fuck with me, but they were like, Oh yeah. He's like looking for clips for his podcast thing. So they send me it and they're like, Hey, I got a clip for you. And it was just supposed to end it there where I watched the video and I'm like, Oh fuck. They trolled me. Right. But then I was like, yo, this guy's going to fuck with me. I'm going to double down and fuck with him. (laughs) So I actually filmed the whole episode on it and then edited it, spent hours editing it and upload it. And then, and then I upload like, um, like just like kind of like a a short clip of it. And I think it was like just the podcast version. I think my YouTube upload got like a little bit messed up, but basically I get a phone call and they're like, yo, like, I don't really like this anymore, man. Like, don't do this. And I was like, fuck, like, I I kind of like, because of that i was like okay like if you watch the clip like i kind of doctored the video a little bit so you can't see them i was like i was like i'm keeping the audio like at this point (laughs) like it's funny i didn't want to do it and i was like fuck it's making me uncomfortable so i'm just gonna do it anyways yeah and um yeah i was like fuck it i'm just gonna double down that's the way i was like that's the best way to handle this situation like if you want to send me because i figure like dude it's not gonna end like there's obviously gonna be other people that send in troll videos so okay why not just highlight it and make it like dude pull the positivity you can out of it because it's funny and dude at the end of the day 
Like it's kind of like being able to like expose them because then it's like, dude, they're more embarrassed than I am because I'm laughing about it. Well, that's, that's exactly it. I think. Yeah. Well, I think that's the right way to handle it. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I laughed and I, I think that's, uh, I just think that's the right way to go about it. I mean, usually like there's no consequences at all to trolling online. So if you all of a sudden get, holy shit, my face is seen. It's like, <laughs> like you know, it's well, you know, serves you right. There are some consequences sometimes in life, but uh, other than that story, like I, I think you're bang on. Like I really like that idea of the what would Mark do and just having questions submitted. I, I find it interesting because I mean, you're right. People need help on different things and it, it does make your brain work. Like again, the way I view most episodes, it's a mental workout, right? Like if, if nothing else, you're at least trying to think out an answer or think out a solution to a problem. And it's, it's good. It helps you in your own life too. Again, that's something that you probably draw on in your own life almost as much as people listening if not more at least that's how i feel with mine but yeah i, I find that really interesting dude 100 and what you said actually rings true as well with the um the idea where it's like it holds you more accountable because there's so many times where i get like a question and i'm like sitting there and i'm like dude i'm fucking dealing with this or i've dealt with this and i didn't handle it properly or whatever it is and i like go to give advice and i realize the entire time and this is obviously something that happens all the time with all of us, but we don't really realize it. Like we project our problems on other people. Oh, yeah. So like, so like when I'm sitting there and answering the question and I'm like trying to help like whatever person, cause like I see their face and I'm like imagining I'm talking to them, even though it's like kind of structured for a broad audience. So like I, I imagine I'm talking in a one-on-one -on -one setting. Mm -hmm. And then I realize after filming the first couple of them, I'm like, dude, I'm basically just talking to myself here. Like this is advice I need. And yeah. then it's like, dude, now I can just follow that in the future because I made an episode on it and I spent, you know, a couple hours listening to myself talk about it over and over again as I edited it. Yeah. So it's like, dude, it, it is cool. It does help you uh, kind of like stay accountable to those things. Oh, yeah, I, I completely agree. That's again, that's the biggest takeaway that I get from this thing. And what kind of what spurred you on to start doing that to reach out for listener questions? Because I mean, I'm always, you know, trying to think up different things for the show, too. But I just thought that was a really good idea. I mean, I yeah, what made you think of that? Um, well, I kind of drew inspiration from other podcasts. Like you said, like, dude, you you listen to, like, Theo's, like, this past weekend. Like, yep. he does something similar to that where people, like, send him stuff. Or, like, King of the Sting, they do the same thing where, like, people will send them in different things. But I was kind of thinking at the end of the day, I'm like, bro, like, I'm kind of making videos about, like, mental health, self-development because that's what I'm passionate about. And I'm making episodes based on the things where like, I'm like, oh, this is a mental breakthrough for me. This is going to help me out. And then I'm, I'm kind of like trying to guess like, if, oh, are other people going to be interested in this? And then it's like, this is kind of a cool way for me to be like, fuck it, dude. Why don't you just tell me what you want to hear? And then that way I can kind of also get a better feel of like, you know, not just what I'm interested in terms of mental health, but like get a more broader spectrum of like what people are, you know, struggling with but also like the perspectives they're looking to hear because i think um yeah i think the reason that i like your episode so much is because like you know whether the the topic is controversial or not and mental health can be as well like yeah, i think absolutely. that i think that like the reason that i like your episodes like talking about these things rather than like going on the echo chambers of instagram and youtube it's like dude like you're 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 they're not even like arguments but like your points are made within logic like it's like mm -hmm. these are like facts here this is something that we can all talk about like there's no like like kind of just like uh, anecdotal stuff that you kind of talk about like a lot of your things are like based on logical things 
And so like when, when you like hear these controversial topics all the time and, or like, you're like hearing these people, the, the struggles that different people deal with, like, it's like, um, it kind of just makes it, yeah, I guess easier to fathom almost. Yeah. And I think that's important. I mean, especially like with mental health, I find, I find a lot of the stuff that we were looking for, for examples are usually, I mean, empirical, yes, but a lot of the time the anecdotal things do actually hit harder when it comes to mental health and stuff like that. But you're right. As far as the, like just the data or the, the kind of the number of people who have experienced this, you can kind of take a grander narrative out of it when it comes to mental health. Like there are lessons that you can pull from people because you've seen this, this same kind of technique or method work across the board. I, I mean, that's what I really like about your podcast personally, you know, with the, with the mental health aspect, but I do like hearing your anecdotal and personal stories mixed in with it because it makes it more, it, it makes it, it has more substance, right? Like it, it has a personal touch to it as opposed to, well, this is what this book said. Like, okay, I can fucking read a book if I wanted to hear that. I'm, I'm listening to your opinion, right? And I think that's what I really like about your podcast. But yeah, as far as, as far as these controversial topics, I mean, <clears throat> I think, I think when they get air quote controversial is because people are using, you know, f- facts that they're pulling out of the air or pulling out of their ass. And then it, it doesn't hit home. Like I think, I think that's the most important thing with when it comes to talking about anything that may be considered controversial is to have real data to back it up, or at least things that are believable, you know, motivations that um, are pretty evident rather than, again, trying to make stuff up because there's, there's enough, again, like if you listen to the flat earth one, there's enough crazy conspiracies out there with zero empirical data behind them. Um, I'm not interested in that. Like, I, I just like having these conversations where it's like, well, let's look at this because this could be questioned. This is interesting. Like, yeah, it, it, I just, I find that fascinating. Yeah, I think there's a time and place for both like anecdotal and like objective evidence. Like, I think that, Absolutely. I think that you're right. Like, it's more entertaining to listen to like anecdotal for sure. Like, because if I sit here and I'm like, I could literally grab a psychology textbook and start rambling off facts about mental health, but it's like, someone could just go and do a psychology degree like they don't need to fucking listen to me in fact they'll probably <laughs> learn it better right like have- <laughs> oh yeah same with the, same with from my podcast you'll learn it better through school I yeah agree. <laughs> but but like i think it's the entertainment of like like i and i even say in the episodes where i'm like answering questions from people it's like dude this is my perspective maybe you'll agree maybe you'll disagree maybe you can comment we'll come to some common ground but it's like this is my perspective and like at the very least, hopefully it just gives you a shift in your perspective so you can think of your situation differently. And like, maybe then you'll find your own solution. Like, it's like, dude, like, uh, yeah, like I'm not a doctor, bro. Like I'm not going, and I'm not interested in going and studying to become a counselor or anything like that. Like people do reach out to me and ask me questions. And that's why I was like, let's just turn this into a podcast like segment because it's like, there's obviously other people you know, suffering from this. And like, do I want to reply to seven different DMs over the span of like a two month period of like all asking the same thing? Or should I just make right. an episode on it and be like, yo, you like, I understand you're struggling with this. Like I just put an episode about that like two weeks ago, like I'm send it to you. And then like, let me know if you have any questions after that. You know, like it kind of just like helps. It's like, it, it creates like a memoir of like, dude, you want to know my opinion on something? Go and check it out. It yep. might change in the future and I'll do a, a new episode on it, but, but that's kind of like the idea behind it. Yeah. And I, I think, I think that's so cool too. It's just, you know, I, I've talked to other 
people because you know you reach out to like different podcasters or you know different social media networks to try to find out what other people are doing and when you know when i i read about people deleting old episodes like that they aren't proud of anymore to me it's just crazy like i listen back to my first episode and cringe right like it just doesn't sound polished there's no flow to it like I mean, if you can't see it because I don't have a video component to my podcast, it's just audio. I've got four kids. I, I can't be editing video. But the uh, the idea of, you know, like you can, uh, when I recorded my first one, I was recording it in 45 second chunks because I'd forget to breathe. I was so nervous. And I was talking by myself in my basement. And, uh, but yeah, you just get comfortable with it. And I mean, <clears throat> we've talked about this before, but just the different struggles that you get with starting a podcast or whatever, or you know, advice that you could give to somebody if they want to start one. Like, again, we were talking about with Kyle, like I, I told him you have to start a podcast and I've told him probably 20 times. Yeah, Kyle, we will literally host a seminar for you because <laughs> both oh. of us just started this year. So like if we need to do a three-way Zoom, oh, trust like, me. so be it. He'll, he'll take us to school in that thing too. But he, uh, but yeah, I, but I, I tell other people if they want to want to start them, um, you know, just start recording because Again, like we talked about, it's just that first step that is the toughest. And you know, that goes through any any aspect in life. Anytime you're trying to make a career change or any type of uh, change in your life that's any, that has any type of meaning behind it, the, the first step is the hardest. And I mean, even what I like to talk about is, um, you know, you can look four or five years in the past. Like that's, I think typically that's what it would take for a career change. I'm not talking about becoming a doctor or anything that's specialized, but you want to get into trades. You want to get into sales. You want to get into something else. Um, you know, it's going to be a four to five year progression. Um, but what I tell people, but instead of looking down the barrel of four to five years in the future, like look four to five years back, like how fast does that time go? Right? Like, you look four years ago, like to me anyway, it feels like yesterday, like uh, my son, he's five, he's partway through kindergarten, you know, five years ago, he was just being born. And I, I don't know where those years went, like, it, it feels like yesterday. And um, it's just something to it's just something to keep in mind, if you're if you're ever intimidated by, by trying to start something new, I mean, rather than looking forward, look to the past, look how fast time really does fly. And before you know it, you're going to be there. And you're going to be in a much better place personally, financially, you know, in your career, whatever, whatever aspect you're looking at changing, that's kind of, that's kind of the most important thing. I don't know how I got on that topic when we were talking about podcasts, but anyway, it popped into my head. No, I love it, dude. I love it. <laughs> I think the two things I would say to that, I completely agree with you, man. Like I like that perspective. I've never thought of it that way, but like, dude, I still feel like I'm 18 years old. I feel like yesterday I was 18. I fucking blinked and now I'm 25, like seven years just disappeared. And I was just talking to my buddy about that, but <laughs> What was the other thing? Oh, dude, you were like, yeah, the first step is hit record. That's the yep. funniest fucking thing, bro, because I'm going to tell you this funny story right now. Dude, the first interview I ever recorded, episode number one of the interviews was Jonathan Mueller. He's a mm -hmm. good buddy of mine I used to work with. And we kind of talked about like his passions with music and working out, mental health. And it was like the sickest interview ever. Like I was so proud of it. And I was like, this is so goddamn sick. And then like the second we finished like the one hour uh, interview, I was like, fuck, I didn't hit record. And I had to fucking just like literally, and he was really cool about it. I didn't have to actually beg him. I'd love to say that I had to sit there and beg him. He was yeah. really cool about it. And we literally re-recorded a second episode. Yeah. Well, I guess recorded an episode, but it was like, dude, like, yeah, that's, that's kind of just a testament to like, when you first start, dude, there's so many things. Maybe you're not going to make a bonehead move like that where you do a full interview and you're like, oh, fuck, I didn't hit record. But yeah, like 
that's just the first step, man. It's like, be ready to fuck up and just have fun with it. And that goes for anything in life too. I mean, you getting into trades, like you're going to mess up and you're going to, you're going to do some things wrong. And it's, you know, as you kind of progress in anything in life too, it's when you become that mentor rather than the mentee, I don't even know if that's a word, but um, when you become that mentor, it, it's important to kind of, to keep that in mind, you know, you, you got to give a bit of leash. You got to, you got to be willing to teach somebody and you know, there's rough patches that go along with that. But at the end, I mean, it's, it's re as rewarding for you as the mentor, as it is for the person that you're teaching, like, you know, they'll, they'll build themselves up and you'll be able to see how you've shaped somebody. It's, it's amazing. But yeah, starting anything is, it's the worst. <laughs> it's, it's so rough, but then, you know, every step just gets progressively easier and easier until all of a sudden you realize you're running and you know, you don't remember how you got there, but here you are. Yeah, man. hundred percent. I, I love that dude. That's like, for me, I actually just love starting new things. Cause I love that feeling of like, fuck, I get to learn something today. Like I get really bored when I'm like, fuck, I already know everything I'm going to do today. Like it's so boring. Yeah. Like those are kind of like my most boring days. I, I was going to ask you this question. Dude. I've actually been meaning to ask you this because that, and this is like a complete topic change. It's kind of just like kind of gearing back towards mental health. And you kind of brought this up as well. How, you know, like, uh, like restrictions are being lifted. you got baseball with your kid and mm -hmm. uh, kind of without getting into like too deep into like personal stories, like, cause obviously that's, you know, your family's business, but like, did you have any fears going into the lockdown for your children, like kind of in terms of their mental health? Like, cause I know that like as an adult, like it's kind of no matter where you lie on like the politics of it or, or anything like that, you kind of know, like, okay, this is kind of what's going on. And you know, there's, there's obviously confusion, but mm. you can understand like, okay, restrictions are being put in because of X, Y, and Z, no, regardless of how I feel about it. Like I understand the situation but like children, like they can't really wrap it. Like, I don't think I would have been able to wrap my head around something like this. Like, did you have any fears for your kids, like kind of moving into these lockdowns? And then like, were there any, yeah, I guess kind of start from there. Yeah. I mean, I think the, I mean, the first fear at the beginning, uh, if I'm being honest, it was for their health. Like when you first hear a global pandemic is sweeping, I mean, it was funny because me and my wife had just watched that movie Contagion probably a month before, I don't know, would have been last October, November, or October, November of 2019, right? Kind of right before this all of a sudden gets announced in North Yeah, a America. month before, kind of fishy, isn't it, Netflix? <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh yeah, my wife and I have talked about that too. But anyway, so we watched Contagion and then that's kind of at the front of our minds. And then, I mean, that wore off fairly quickly once we started to see what the fatality rate was who the the endangered demographic was it wasn't my wife or i or our kids uh we then kind of switched our worry to our grandparents right um but anyway for the kids yeah uh socially we were really worried especially our nine-year-old because he had been in school obviously so he was very used to socializing he's a very social kid our five-year-old who is starting kindergarten He's a little bit quieter. Um, he's he's a little bit more introverted. He loves reading. He loves playing and setting up army men. Like he'll make these big elaborate battles in the living room, like with all his little green army men, um, his tanks, his helicopters. It's it's pretty incredible. And um, but and then our two year old didn't know what the fuck was going on. And then we had our 
we had our fourth kid actually uh, March 8th of 2020. So three days before the first wave of lockdowns hit BC. So I was able to be in the delivery room at least, thank God. But uh, but yeah, our, our biggest concern was our nine-year-old just because he had been socialized. He was at school. Um, luckily, uh, I mean, don't shoot me for this, but you know, our neighbors kind of had the same mentality. They, our two kids go to school together. We live in a townhouse complex. So our doors are 20 feet away from each other. And they just basically said, you know what? The kids have to hang out. They have to have somebody to play with. And so our kids played with each other all the way through the lockdown, right from the very first wave, right from the first school shutdown. We just, we said, you know what? We're essentially in each other's bubble anyway. And the kids go to school together. We're 20 feet away from each other's door. Let's just do this together. And I was really thankful for that. Like you, I mean, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not an overly social person. Like I have, I have friends. I, 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 uh, I'm just not, I'm a, not an extrovert by any means, but it really made me thankful for, you know, the friends and the connections that we do have, because again, our neighbors, we, we would hang out throughout the lockdown. We'd kind of sneak over in the middle of the night, make sure nobody was watching and then uh, just relax and socialize a little bit because yeah, I don't know how, <clears throat> I really don't know how people got through this by being completely isolated. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like we just kind of stuck in each other's bubble and we said, we're going to go through this, you know, kind of together. And um, yeah, I'm really thankful for that, but that really helped the kids as well. Yeah, that's like kind of huge, especially because like when, like at that age, like, like uh, trying to connect this doc, but I don't really want to make it such a reach, but I was going to say like that, I feel like that is an age where you like learn how to socialize, right? You learn how to like oh, yeah. kind of talk to people. You kind of learn like what's, what's right and what's wrong to kind of like say to people, you kind of learn like, okay, where, where is the line? Right. And I feel like that's, if that doesn't get achieved at an early enough age, like I, I was almost going to say like, dude, that's almost what breeds cancel culture and like that kind of like, all like i'm offended by this i'm offended by that like because like if you don't have that ability to just kind of like okay like a like person a knows not to cross the line but then person b also knows like even if they cross the line like i know how to deal with something that upsets me like i'm not just gonna freak out and throw a tantrum oh yeah for sure i mean i think it's important just to learn how to deal with this different personalities i mean i think that's all part of socializing it's not just all play and fun like it's part of you know, dealing with adversity, dealing with different um, personalities, different clashes like that. Um, but yeah, I, I think <clears throat> absolutely like it, it, it may be linked to cancel culture. It's certainly linked to, um, you know, just people's, their self-worth to being able to socialize in a crowd, to make friends, to, you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, you, you build support networks, right? At school, like you build, you build all this, all these kind of friendships and it's important. It's important to be able to make connections. And um, yeah, so I, I think that we were able to at least maintain that a bit with our nine-year-old. And then luckily school didn't get shut down too much locally here. We didn't have very many COVID outbreaks. I think there may be three in the school, but it was never affecting our, our kids in their clusters or whatever they call them. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm just thankful for it. I think uh, I think that if kids were fully isolated for a full, I mean, it's what from March 11th of 2020 to now they've just alleviated it. So what, 14 months roughly? I mean, 14 months of isolation or not being able to socialize. I can't imagine what that would do to a kid, uh, especially through I don't know ages 
hell, any age, eight to 16, whatever, when you're really in the middle of socializing. So I, yeah, we were just, we were lucky that way. And we, we really did prioritize it. Like I said, we have, we have great friends. We, we made it work. <laughs> really solid, man. That's really solid. Cause you hear it, like, there's obviously, you know, yeah, I, I don't want to get too much into it. Not, not because I don't want to talk about it, but just for the essence of time, I don't want to get too much into it, but I was going to say like, there's a lot of, um, like, obviously they were just trying to like, uh, find the best way possible to deal with the situation, but you just hear so many tragic stories about people that, you know, uh, really suffered through that lockdown emotionally. And it kind of like makes you think like, um, yeah, is there a better way to deal with that? Is there something that better, that, that could have been better implemented, but I, I'm, I'm getting the feeling now, like, especially with the States opening up, I think that we'll start to follow suit a little bit slower, but I think it will happen. I think that it's like kind of like a conversation that like doesn't need to be happen like happening on a daily basis anymore, which is really sick. Like I remember you actually, I think you said you and Kyle said that it's like, I'm sick of like every conversation just starting with this shit, man. Like, I know, I know. At least we left it till the end of this conversation. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, but I I actually was wondering that because I'm going to be honest, someone actually fired me off a question about that the other day about like the impacts of lockdowns on children. And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I live with a 25 year old dude who's a plumber. Like, what the? F- like, what am I? I'm a man know? child. Yeah, I'm yeah. a man child, but I'm not a child. <laughs> I'm an, yeah, I'm fucking mentally 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm six. Yeah, but yeah. Like, I, I was like wondering that, like, especially like being a parent, like if there was fears beforehand, where you're like, mm, I don't know if that, how that's going to impact them. But that's that's interesting, man. I think that. I think that that is like kind of the biggest like fear for children, especially and maybe elderly people as well. It's like the socialization. Oh man, right? that was worse. I think. Yeah, I think that was worse. Uh, like my grand, my grandpa, he's in a home, and we, uh, you know, we were pretty safe about that because, again, like with you, I'm sure in trades, I mean, none of this work has slowed down. If anything, we got busier through the middle of this pandemic, and uh, so I was in and out of people's houses every day. And so we were pretty cautious with my grandpa. I mean, he's in his eighties. It's, you know, he's right in that demographic where it's really dangerous. And so we were distancing ourselves from him. We would, we would do our best to, you know, do FaceTime calls, zoom calls, you know, whatever we could to kind of socialize with him. But we were trying to keep our distance. Just, I, I couldn't imagine infecting him with it. You know, like I, I, I just, I, it wasn't a thought that I wanted to cross my mind. So we, we made a conscious effort to uh, physically distance ourselves, but yeah, it was brutal on him. Uh, yeah. He expressed it quite a bit. Um, I mean, the, uh, the old, the old age homes were pretty locked down. They kept everybody pretty separate. And that I think that I think was, is one of the hardest aspects, especially when, you know, in some of those old age homes, they would get hit and, 30% of the population would be sick, um, maybe, you know, critically ill with it, or, um, you know, obviously a number of casualties. And I can't imagine going through that where you're still locked down in that environment. And, you know, your friends, your acquaintances are are dying or on life support around you. I cannot imagine that. So I, I think that I think that he had it a lot worse as far as what he expressed to me, but uh, we did our best. And you know, we're going to be seeing him again this weekend because things are opening up. So we're going to be seeing him this weekend. He's amped. I'm amped. You know, he's vaccinated. He's he's one of the people who needs it. And that's that's great. Like, I'm I'm so stoked to be able to see him again and uh, start to open things up again. I, I like that, man. I like that. I think that I'm getting a lot more optimistic for a while. Like there was like times where I'm like running down conspiracy theories. I'm getting real <laughs> uncomfortable. 
And then yeah. there was a time where I'm like, yo, I'm just not going to pay attention to any of it. And I, and then I was getting pissed off when people would talk to me about it. Like there was, it was like kind of like a confusing time for me because I'm like, I just don't really know how I'm going to grapple with this in my head, like in my own head. Like mm-hmm. I haven't really figured it out yet. So it kind of irritated me when people would ask me my opinion because I'm like, dude, I'm still trying to fucking figure this out myself. Like, I don't know. But like, that's kind of the importance of talking about it all. Cause it's like, I feel like everyone, everyone's so like matter of fact with all this shit. But then I'm like, dude, you probably go home and you're sitting at home at night and you're like, fuck, am I really right? Because that's how I do it all the time. I'm like getting in an argument with somebody because it's like something emotional. And then I go home and I'm like sitting there after I'm like, fuck am i even right about this like dude i don't even know i'm still figuring this out oh yeah and what was that was that documentary on netflix that's the social dilemma or am i thinking of something yeah. different yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so i mean all you have to do is realize that everybody's everybody's feed is specific to them and the algorithms are all feeding you the same shit that you click on so as soon as you start to read one news story it's going to take you farther down that rabbit hole and it's not even going to show you the other way out anymore so yeah, I think that's, and again, that's kind of the idea that I've had with some of these, you know, air quote, controversial topics is just the idea of actually talking about them in the open, because that's how you hash stuff out. That's how you really glean the truth out of any subject. That's how you start to, yeah, I, I just, I think it's so important. And it's something that we've lost specifically because of the lockdowns and not being able to socialize as much as actually hashing this stuff out face to face and uh, keeping things civil while maybe not agreeing on the topic. Yeah, and I think that there's something to be said about, um, like, uh, there's something to be said about, you know, like these conversations that we had. Like, I can obviously have this conversation with you through Zoom, or you know, like people can have conversations in the comment section. People can have conversations in like DMs. People can have conversations like just making posts or tweets, whatever. Like, you know, there's so many different ways to interact. But I think like the number one way to have kind of like a touchy conversation is like one-on-one in person. And I think that like lockdown kind of uh, like kind of, yeah, basically put bars on that. Like there was no way that anyone was able to have those conversations. So all the conversations were in these massive like group settings. And it's like, dude, it's so easy to start like that mob mentality and just gang up on certain people. And then like, there's so many different psychological experiments where they show like, dude, if you see four people in a group of five, all saying something, whether you mm-hmm. believe it's true or not, you're going to say it as well because you just want to be fitting in. You want to be liked and you start to doubt yourself, right? Like yeah. I think that just like that group setting is like what fucks it over a lot. Well, yeah. And especially when it's online, because I mean, like we've talked about before, I've talked about a lot in my podcast is just that level of group think and the, uh, the confirmation bias runs wild. If you don't have any dissenting voices, there's what are you going to do? You're just going to keep spinning each other farther and farther down this vortex that you're heading. And, you know, nobody is going to kind of blow the alarm. I mean, even if you've seen the world, the movie World War Z, uh, the idea, I think it was that Israel puts forward is the idea of the 10th man, where if all nine of these, whatever council members are in agreement, it's the job of the 10th man to disagree and to really dig into it just to just to make sure that that confirmation bias isn't going on. I realize that's a fictional movie. Would have been a way cooler apocalypse than what we went through. But the uh, the idea is solid that you really need a dissenting voice within it. And as far as like having these conversations face to face, this is not like, uh, you know, this may be not a very well accepted opinion, but there's a threat of violence when you have a a face to face conversation that, you know, I'm not... I'm not advocating violence, but the idea that, you know, if you get out of line, somebody might pop you like, 
that's a real threat and it's actually going to keep you in check. And that's something that, uh, that, yeah, we obviously don't have online. There's no real consequences to saying the most vile and heinous shit you can think of. But if you're doing this face to face, somebody may just punch you. So you got to kind of keep it in line and keep it civil. And I, I, you know what, it's actually kind of funny you, you bring that up. Cause I was going to ask you about like when guys were getting into fights in the, in the job site, like when you're, <laughs> when you're out there, but I think it's interesting you bring that up because not only does it kind of show you like, okay, like there's a line. And if I cross, that, I'm going to get my fucking teeth knocked in. Mm-hmm. But like, it also kind of, sh- it, it, it teaches like an intrinsic lesson as well, where it's like, you pick your battles and you're like, you know what? fuck it dude this is worth getting a fucking couple teeth knocked out for like this is something i'm super passionate about so if i get fucking hit for it so be it like it almost makes you more confident in things that you are super passionate about you're like because you just don't fear the consequences as much well yeah you're right and it makes you pick your battles and it makes you realize what's really worth it because everybody's got something that's worth getting punched in the mouth for like you know you can if you tell me that the Toronto Maple Leafs are the best hockey team in the world, I'm going to fight you till one of us is dead. Like I hate the Toronto Maple Leafs go Canucks go, but, but yeah, I agree. Like, you know, that's obviously a joke. I'm not going to fight anybody over hockey. You might. Yeah. Who knows? Depending. Um, I, I might, if the Leafs win the cup and I see a Leaf jersey out there, I'm, I might lose my mind, but um, yeah, the, uh, but no, it's, it's important. And I, I do think that the consequences are, you know, it, people need to realize that there's consequences for things. I mean, maybe obviously violence isn't the best way to handle anything, but uh, but talking online and then just having none of these consequences, and I'm not talking about like canceling somebody's life, canceling their job, doxing them. Like that's that's excessive. Like in that case, a punch in the mouth is a lot better. Just you know, get it over with, make you rethink a thing or two, maybe, uh, pop a few screws back into their sockets. But it's yeah, it's um, yeah, it, it's important. I think just to to realize that there are consequences, and then and then you're right, you're able to realize the things that you really are you really do hold with enough value to, to stand by them through whatever, through thick and thin. Yeah, man. And just so that a lot of people listening can just hate me even more. I'm going to, I'm going to just say one more thing about that violence thing, dude. Like I'm, I'm going to throw two scenarios at you. You tell me which one seems like a more favorable situation. You and uh, I meet up in person. We get an argument. I'm really sticking to it. You're really sticking to it. There's a small altercation. Who, you know, maybe like, you throw a punch at me, you get me good. And then I kind of get back up after and I'm like, fuck, you know what, man? I disagree with you, but you know, I have a little bit more respect and I'm a little bit more humble now. I, my ego has been checked. Like I can kind of understand you a little bit more and at least have that respect for you. Like, I, you know, and then, mm-hmm. you know, there's situation B where it's like you and I kind of have an online argument and then that's it. And then I go off and I'm like, you know, I fucking hate people that think like this. This pissed me off so much and blah, 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 blah. Like these guys deserve to be brought to justice. And then six people agree with me. And then we all keep talking about it, keep talking about it, harboring those emotions. And all of a sudden we're like, yo, fuck this podcaster guy, man. And we start doxing <laughs> you. We start canceling you. We start showing up at your house. Like, you know, like that's like kind of, I feel like, like, it, it, like I said, it's almost like a pressure relief valve, man. Like, I feel like that, not that I'm saying I'm an advocate for violence. I'm going to clarify mm-hmm. that right now. But it's like having that like kind of like pressure relief valve where it's like, okay, let's actually hash this out. You know, like I'm not saying you have to get in a physical altercation, but like hash it out. Like, like don't just like kind of get mad at people and then just go off into your fucking echo chambers and bitch about it to your friends. Like 
why don't you just sit there and have the conversation and like hash it out and actually understand each other and gain more respect for each other? Yeah, I mean, of those two, I would pick getting getting hit in the mouth. But at the same time, I again, I'm not uh, I'm not like a violent person anyway. So I would just end up We're both getting canceled for toxic masculinity now, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah, I'm that's for. true. Yeah, we're done <laughs> well, for dude. Last episode. I- yeah, but what I what I like is uh, like I mean I would I would obviously offer the third solution of just you know there's there's never you know obviously there's a few things that are worth worth fighting over um, you know when it comes to you know certain ideologies that have made their way up in the past um, there's certain things obviously that are worth fighting for but in the for the most part I mean for me I I even say it on the podcast. Yes, like, look, I, I understand that we're not going to agree here. Uh, so let's just agree to disagree and we'll walk our separate ways. And again, there's certain things that that's, you know, you can, you go farther than that. But at the same time, 99.999% of opinions out there, I'm just going to say, sorry, man, I disagree. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I still think that having the conversation is important, even if, and again, this is something else that I like to keep in mind is that I, I may not change your mind or whoever's mind is on the other side of the discussion, right? Because there are egos involved. People don't want to admit when they're wrong or when their their minds change. I mean, maybe it sits with them for a few months and then you can change their mind. But that's not my, that's not ever my goal going into a conversation is trying to change the mind of the person I'm talking to. It's just giving the audience something to chew on and something to think about because if you can hear things discussed civilly without letting emotion get involved, um, it's a way to really glean the points and the the stats or the whatever the facts out of the conversation as opposed to just the the feelings and the the emotion that's in it so i always think that it's really important to kind of keep a, an even keel um and then if you know if you're not getting anywhere just say you know just cut the cord say we're not going to agree uh you know but but it gives people something to think about and they can hear both opinions um talked about you know, you, you can hear both opinions fully articulated. Dude, this is literally a prime example. The irony behind all this is fucked because this is a prime example of literally what we're talking about because I like situation three that you offered a lot better than both. The two <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's good though. <laughs> uh, but yeah. It changed it, my mind on that one, bro. I'm like, yeah, I like listening to this guy's opinion better. That's a little bit cooler than getting punched in the mouth or canceled. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been punched in a long time, so I, I don't plan on repeating that again, but, uh, you know, but yeah i just we can we can agree to disagree and i think uh i think a lot of the time you got to think of the audience too right like if they can hear both sides of the opinion then then maybe you can swing them to your side and i think uh i think as long as you can keep an even keel keep the emotion out of it a little bit it it really does favor your argument yeah dude 100 percent. yeah i like that man i like that it's dude it's like getting kind of late for me right now so i am going to say that we've got to like kind of sort of wrap things up but yeah. I have one more question for you, bro. And I don't know if you're planning on making an episode about this. You hinted at it. I kind of made a poke at it on Instagram. But, bro, yeah. there's a story I mentioned here, and I think you know which one it is. Maybe you don't. I don't know. Do you remember which one it was when I made that like Instagram story? I can't recall. Remind me. I'll, I'm sure I'll remember it. Bro, I can't remember which episode you brought this up in, but there was a story about you throwing a pipe wrench at somebody. Oh, yeah. And I have a couple (laughs) questions about that. Like, the first one is, what the fuck is an electrician doing with a pipe wrench? And the second one is, why the fuck did that happen, dude? I couldn't imagine you doing that. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, so that one, I'm going to try to condense this story as much as I can. If you're uh, doing an episode on it, man, I don't want to pull your card. No, no, away, but... I, I'm not. I mean, it'll be incorporated in an episode, but it's not going to be a sole episode. So I, I don't care. I can burn it. But uh, the yeah, we were... Okay, so I was working in the oil field. We were doing uh, two weeks on, one week off. We were day 11, day, yeah, day 10 or 11 of this shift. And it was garbage. It was in the middle of the summer. So it was probably 42 degrees Celsius in the oil field, which is hot. It's blistering. And you have to wear long sleeves. You have to wear Kevlar gloves, Kevlar wrist grips. I mean, they tell you. They tell you it so you don't cut it on tray. I think it's just so you don't kill yourself because it's so shitty out there. But you have to wear these Kevlar wrist covers so you don't cut yourself. And then, uh, so anyway, we're working. And the crew that we're working on is a primarily French crew. There's me and one other English guy and about 45 French guys. And so they split us up. They don't let the two English guys work together. Just, I, I think there was some English hatred going on there. I don't know, whatever. I'm, I'm not questioning the-, the Dude, you're the a victim now. I am, but I am, but, uh, but anyway, so what we did was, so there's the two of us, they kept splitting us up. And the thing is I was a journeyman and they would stick me with a second year French speaking apprentice. And so then our foreman would explain all the jobs through our second year. And then he would have to tell me what to do. So it was just another way of belittling us. Right. And my, my other buddy, who's a journeyman, same deal. He had an apprentice that was telling him what to do all day. Cause the journeyman would, or the foreman would only speak in French anyway. So this is just setting the backdrop of why we were so frustrated. So we say, fuck it. It sounds like a dream to me. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Man. That's, well, that's awesome. Hey, we were making we were making a lot of money. That's the only reason why I was still up there. So anyway, we were, uh, but yeah, we were working. And we finally said, you know what? Screw it. We're not getting anything done anyway, because I, I can't ask a question for any guidance because then it gets lost in translation. We aren't doing anything. So let's just work together. So we sent our two apprentices off to work with another journeyman and me and him just started working on tray, building some cable tray. If you're not familiar, it's what, tech cable runs in on an, an industrial site. It's just, it's the path that it takes. It's, it's aluminum and steel tray. So anyway, we're building all this stuff and the supports are, you're have to, having to crank on uh, nuts and bolts and stuff, secure this stuff, stuff all into position. We're building this and I'm kind of in a stack of three ladder trays with about 20 inches in between. So I'm kind of on the one side of it. We're working on scaffolding and all of a sudden our foreman uh the site superintendent and the safety officer all french come up barreling up our scaffolding you can hear the whole thing rattling we're like what is this and all of a sudden these three white hats are standing there and they're yelling at us or they're yelling at me in particular because i joined my buddy at this site and then we sent our apprentices off to do another job um, but i wasn't where i was supposed to be that day and so he goes, uh, what is this? Like, we're going to write you up. Like, you can't, you can't be doing this. And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? Like, I can't understand what's going on over there. Like, I'm not doing anything. I've spent the last three days and I've put up, you know, three feet or 30 feet of tray. It's garbage. I'm not doing that. I'm working here. Look how much we've gotten done. Anyway, so they're, they're pulling out their notebooks. They're writing us up. And what they don't realize is, so this is the first shift on this site, but I've already worked for this company for six months. So they think I'm still in my probationary period, which is the first three months. They think that they're kicking me off site that day. Because if I'm if it's in the first three months and you get an infraction like this, you'll be gone. But I've already spent six months. So I have three strikes. They don't realize that. So they go, you know, get off site, buddy, get off site. And I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. Like you can write me up, but I've still got two more strikes. And they're like, what are you talking about? And then so anyway, so I ended up, he's he's like kind of coming at me and all this stuff. I end up just losing my mind. Again, this is like 11, 12 days into a shift. It's 40 degrees out, you're burning hot. 
and I just take my wrench and hock it as hard as I can. And luckily there's like all these steel, like we're under this structure, right? It ping bounces off this structure, lands at the guy's foot. And I'm crawling through the tray to try to get at him. Like I'm going to, I was livid, right? Like, and keep in mind, I'm 22 or 23 at the time. Like <laughs> I'm not in my thirties like now, but I'm crawling through this tray and they're scurrying down this scaffolding as fast as they can. Just barreling down the barreling down the uh, ladder and anyway finally i get to the ground i get called into the office get written up big thing um but anyway then so my punishment was i got sent to the tool crib for a week and uh i jokes on them i was the only person who had wi-fi on site and an air-conditioned building to work in while it was four <laughs> degrees outside and that was my punishment so you're like oh sweet so i got to just chill in this air-conditioned shack i should have thrown my fucking wrench way before this yeah, I, would, I was hanging out playing uh, Clash of Clans and reading books all day. It was the best best week of my life. But yo, this is the best detention ever. Thanks, teacher. <sighs> exactly. That's wicked, man. I, I love that story to close it out, man. When I heard you say that, I'm like, fuck, I got to hear that story, man. <laughs> That's so yeah. fucking funny, dude. Yeah, I'll try to figure out how to trim it down, trim the fat off of that one. But yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a fun day anyway. No, dude, there's nothing that needs to be trimmed off. I like that. I like the way you set the tone. That was perfect. Everyone that's Canadian will completely understand that unless they live in Montreal. And then they're like, I don't understand why the fuck you just don't speak French. And you're like, oh, oh. tabernak. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Everyone in the States that this is just going to be like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, if you live in the States and you're wondering what the fuck you're talking about, then um, yeah, I don't know, maybe do more research on Canada. Like well, my, they were already thrown off by World War Z, but uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah there's a strange one. Yeah, man. You're like, well, what is that? Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Likewise, man. Yo, thanks for being on here. Like you know, you've been on a couple times. I don't like to do my own outros. I just like to do my own intros. So leave people with like a positive message. You can give yourself a little plug, shout out, but just kind of, uh, yeah, I'm going to just end it off by saying, yo, thank you so much, Zach. Thank you so much, uh, everyone that's listening. If you are listening, um, go and check out the Plaid Jacket Philosophy Podcast. It's wicked. I'm really anticipating the conversations. Keep this stuff coming, man. You've had sick guests recently, and I've really liked your episodes. But, um, yeah, just kind of leave people with a positive message, something that's motivating, inspiring, or just uplifting, whatever you want to say, man. That, that spotlight's yours. Well, thanks a lot, man. And uh, we'll come up with a, a, a controversial topic to discuss next time you're on we'll have we'll do that we'll do that soon um but yeah thanks for having me again uh you can find me i just started an instagram for this podcast i'm not very good at it i'm not very good at social media period but it's uh, at plaid jacket philosopher uh there's a facebook group plaid jacket philosopher i think my twitter handle is at jacket plaid but it's by far my least active social media uh anyway um yeah as far as a message i think uh I think I'm just going to reiterate that that idea of if you're looking at a career change or looking at setting anything up in your life, you want to make a difference, you want to make a change. Um, don't look forward so much as four to five years being this uh, this tunnel with no light at the end of it. It, it looks like it's insurmountable. It's not. Uh, just look look back, look back four to five years, whatever the scope of your goal is, um, and realize how fast that time passes you by. And uh, you know, you're going to, you're going to get to your goal in four to five years. You're going to look back and say, wow, like, thank God I started it when I did. Um, because yeah, time flies. It, it doesn't wait for anybody. And, uh, you're going to get there before you even realize it. A hundred percent, man. And, uh, 
that, that that's a beautiful way to close it out. I love it I, because I just started my career in the trades in the last like kind of I guess two years now. So I'm really enjoying it. I'm getting a lot of fulfillment out of it, and I think uh, that's a beautiful way to end it off. So tune in next week when Zach and I get canceled. We talk about some controversial topics, and uh, have a good week, guys. Thank you so much.